you're a writer or an artist and you want to get your work out into the world. If you want to honour your creativity and finally stop hiding, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Siobhan Jones, and it's time to sound your bell. Today I'm joined by children's author Karen Hendricks. She's released two picture books this year, Feathers and Go Away Foxy Foxy. I spoke with Karen about her writing journey and the inspiration for her stories. Without further ado, here is Karen Hendricks. Karen, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. My first podcast, yay. (laughs) Yay, it's very exciting. It is. Now, you have two picture books which have come out this year. What's your favourite thing about writing picture book stories? Um, My favourite thing would be the total freedom because I don't follow trends or anything. It's just whatever calls me to write. So I just follow my heart's desire or my gut and write about whatever it is at the moment. And whether it gets anywhere or not, that's what I do. And have you always been a writer? No, I haven't. And I actually didn't believe you could be a writer when I was a kid. I thought that was for really educated people. It never entered into my head that I could write, but I was always really good at English and reading. And then when I was at university, I just about died. We had to write a short story for language learning, for teaching. And the lecturer pulled me aside and he said, I think you have a real flair for writing and that you should write. And I just put it in my memory bank and didn't do anything about it. And I also was involved with a big book and that was called Gang Man Gang and it was about a local Indigenous story was retold but it was about Windang Island. While I was teaching, 20-odd years later, I always had said to the kids that I would write pitch book stories and I was a gunner, gunner, gunner and I never did. Finally, I got really ill and I went, but I haven't written my stories. And so that was it. I sort of had a moment and decided to finally do it. Fantastic. How do you stay inspired to write? It's a bit like the Karate Kid, wax on, wax off. (laughs) Some days it's good, some days it's not. Some days you're busy, but I just do it when I can and when it strikes For some reason, an an idea struck today and I didn't even put it in the computer. I just jotted it down and it was just about rocks. I don't know why, but it doesn't mean I'll do something with it, but I, I just try and be open to things when they come to me. And then other things will play around and they'll keep calling me and then eventually I'll work on them. What's the most challenging thing do you think about writing? For me, it was self doubt and it was fear. I'm finally starting to let that go and um, not listening to it so much now, just believing in my voice. I think it takes a lot of work to get your craft right, and particularly for someone like me, I have done no writing courses or anything before I decided to write, and so when I first started, even though my ideas were good, my writing was not So I'm learning to develop my ideas better and as you get better at it, you get a little bit more confident because you don't know what's right or what's wrong when you first start Mm. or you think there should be a right or wrong, but there is none. 
It's just whatever you do. But you've got to learn all sorts of rules, whereas I thought you could just write, but you've got to sort of follow guidelines and things. Tell us about your book, Feathers. Feathers is my heart story, and it's one of my very first stories that I ever wrote. And I had septicemia, which is called blood poisoning. It kills you within 24 hours. And luckily enough for me, I'm a very strong-willed person and the doctor more or less said I'm alive because I wanted to be here. But that got me thinking about my own family and my own kids and like what would happen if I hadn't made it and and what about all those kids who I've taught, you know, I've taught children that have lost parents and I thought about them. And then Feathers kept finding me and I linked the idea with feathers because they were always there and I was always collecting them and I joined the two ideas together to um, have a little boy remember his mum with a dream treasure feather and it's soft and it's whimsical and it's empowering, it's not sad. Yeah, and throughout your book there is this sense of slipping away but also grasping almost like a dream. Yeah, you know where you can remember remnants of it, but you also know that it was all true. Yeah. Or was that just me? <laughs> no, you're pretty right, and and it is dream based because I believe someone's always with you in spirit anyway. And if you find a way to connect with them, like through your dream, they're there. But your dreams are only what you perceive or you interpret and feel too. How did you feel when you saw your story illustrated for the first time by Kim Fleming? I was blown away. Jeremy Hunter, who is the publisher at Empowering Resources, contacted me and he said to me, oh, you're so lucky. We've been trying to get Kim Fleming for years to illustrate for us and she's agreed to do your story. Well, I was a raw prawn. I had no idea who Kim Fleming was. And he sent me through some roughs and I thought, oh, wow, these are good. But I still had no idea the extent of the talent of Kim Fleming. And what it really did for me was bring home the sheer genius of an illustrator. They are not an artist. They are meaning makers and they add so many more layers of meaning to the story. They don't just illustrate the words. They bring in so much depth to a story and that's what Kim did in a very remarkable way. Yeah, it's a, it's very moving and, you know, it's probably I read quite a few picture books because, as you can imagine, having a four-year-old, <laughs> you do that a little bit and it's probably one of the only ones where I've, like, I was crying. Um, because it's got my story behind it, mm. there's a power in the words that comes through, I think, Yes, And then the illustrations are more layers because because Kim felt it too and I think it really comes out in the book. Absolutely does. And can you explain what roughs are? The publisher, not the illustrator, will send me through, say, one of the spreads. I I didn't get the whole lot at first. I just got a couple of samples and then you just get drip fed. Then you'll get a whole PDF of the whole book. And you'll see how it flows. But Kim also did the graphic design for the book. So she designed where the text went and the layout as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I was lucky in that none of my words were changed. 
For anyone who wants to write a book about a hard subject, what would your advice be to them? Don't write about it because it's topical. Write about it if it calls you and you know about it and just have a go and don't worry. Use what you know. And you've actually got another book called Go Away Foxy Foxy. I have. Can you tell us a little bit about what that's all about and where the ideas came from for that? Well, in a past life, I was a teacher and it's inspired from my time at school because a lot of the time kids would make origami paper poppers and they would flick them and they would scare each other because they make a really loud bang. And I had a pet rabbit as a child called Thumper and I wanted to write about bunnies, so I used three and then I thought, well, who can be the villain? And I thought, oh, it's got to be a foxy, a foxy foxy. So I had the bunnies each have a talent. So Velvet's talent was to read books. Vanilla Bean originally was making paper poppers, but I changed it to balloons for simplicity. She liked playing with balloons. And then Valentine is the small, meek and mild bunny, and he knew that mummy bunny is a safe place, so he had the mummy bill. And bunnies worked together as a team to outwit and outplay Foxy. They were on a sleep out in a swaying bamboo tree house and Mummy Bunny left the bell and Velvet read her book and she discovered that foxes don't like loud noises. And Vanilla Bean said, I know what we can do. Vanilla Bean knew to blow up the balloon and pop it. Foxy dashed away into the night without being hurt, just frightened, and the bunnies had banded together as a team, used their talents, and they were the winners. I mean, it's. I'm just in awe of how this, how it all comes together. Do you plan? I mean, I know you've spoken a lot about how the ideas call you. So it starts off as a story. Basically, <laughs> you get it out, and I would say the bunnies, because that's when I first started writing. I wrote it more like a condensed short story, and I didn't know how to leave space. For an illustrator, I didn't know anything about page turns, but somehow through editing and editing and editing, I managed to build in the tension. And one of my strengths is my language. Scritch, scratch, scritch. Three sets of bunny ears quivered. And I just had a lot of that in there. And then that helped me work out to get the story to flow, but it also added the attention but at first I was basically telling not showing if I look back at what I first wrote the idea is there but nothing like what eventually comes out it's the same story but like even the name change I originally had Foxy just as Foxy but then when you learn about a picture book it read much better as Foxy Foxy Yeah, just things that you have to learn, like about picture books. They are the hardest genre to write, the most frustrating. And often when I write, I'll think something's wonderful and I'm so in love with this new idea and then I go back and I go, what were you thinking? (laughs) Because the honeymoon's over and there it is and and then you think, oh. And so sometimes I think I'll work this or I won't. And sometimes I work something and it fails. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't 
match how I pictured it. It just doesn't work and other times it does. You get somewhere with it and you, yeah, fall in love with them. How do you know when to let something go and when to pursue it? You don't. (laughs) (laughs) You, You sort of go... I work it and work it and work it and then I think I've had enough and I jump the gun and I submit and then I go, oh, why did you do that? So I've done all the things you shouldn't do but at the time you think it's good and you've worked on it but then that comes to your knowledge. Mm. So and also you've got to go, well, I've had enough now. <laughs> I'll move on and maybe I'll go back or and if it's got a real strong pull, you will always go back. How important is the writing community for you? When I first started, I was alone. I didn't know anybody or anything, so I used to just sit and go, right, Karen. (laughs) But one of the first people I met was Georgie Donaghy from Creative Kids Tales, and I went to a conference and I was too scared to talk to anybody because they all knew each other. I didn't know anything, I didn't know anything about writing, but because I knew who Georgie was, even though she didn't talk to me or whatever, she invited me to sit beside her. Mm. So I had someone to sit beside me, but I still sort of felt like an imposter. So when you start to get to know people, you sort of start to feel like you belong a bit more and you make friendships and there are people who understand what you do because they do it too. You know, they understand when you've had enough of a story or you're despondent or you're frustrated or I'm really in awe of um, Robert Vessio's journey. I've been following him from when he first started. It's amazing what he's doing. And one of my other friends, um, Ashleen Kwok, her journey's taken off. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice seeing them flourish and you've just got to go oh I hope that happens for me too for me it's not just the writers Mm. I'm really intrigued I've seen Tanya McCartney explode she's huge in the industry she started off only writing and you wouldn't know it now because she's an author illustrator and her work is amazing and Aura Parker and oh there's so many people doing wonderful work I think no wonder it's so hard to get anywhere because there's so much talent around yeah and I think Aussies are doing a good job absolutely if there was one thing that you'd like a child to close your book with what would that be for you to feel empowered to know that they're supported and they have choices and what they take from the story is what they take, not what I want them to take. It's for them to enjoy a story and make it theirs because mm. it's not mine when they read it, it's theirs and it's not the illustrators. It's whatever they want it to be. That's just delicious. How do we find you and where can we buy your books? I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. I am on Twitter and my books are available through both publishers. Feathers is from Empowering Resources and Go Away Foxy Foxy is with a new little publisher in Newcastle called Daisy Lane and they have author info about me and you can buy the books. And they're also on Booktopia and Amazon. 
Karen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And that was Karen Hendricks, children's author of Feathers and Go Away, Foxy Foxy. All the resources are in the show notes, including how to purchase Karen's books. If you're thinking about making writing a priority in 2021, my Sound Your Bell writing program will start in January. Over five weeks, you'll stay accountable for your writing habit, overcome your inner critic, and get your work out into the world. And you'll be with like-minded writers too. Here's what my past student, Daphne, had to say. Writing is hard, and getting started is even harder. Siobhan creates a wonderful sense of community where writers can talk through common challenges. She's a wonderful guide to helping you evaluate your relationship with writing and where you'd like to take it. If, like me, you love to write but don't know where to begin, Siobhan will give you the tools and encouragement to dig in and simply start. You can join the waitlist by emailing me at hello at bellthecat.com.au. If you love this show, please leave a rating and review. Until next time, bye for now.